Kumusta po mga kapatid? Komastas? Vigenzi, sabi nga nila sa Alemanya. At uh, saan mang mga iba't ibang wika, yung parin ang gusto ko na iparating that I'm so interested to hear from you, to know how you are. At uh, magkaroon isang virtual hug. Napakasaya na sa kabila ng mga limitasyon ng ating movement sa panahon na ito, Lalo pa tayong nagkasama-sama, lalo pa tayong dumalas na mag-aral at uh, magdalanginan para sa isa't isa at mas madalas pa niyo kong makita at nakikita ko rin naman yung mga comments niyo belatedly doon sa ating mga posts. Dahil siguro may global crisis, hindi matapos-tapos ang usapan tungkol sa end of the world Talagang kung pwede lang na maumay na tayo sa topic na yan Pero ang dami pa rin natin natatanggap ng mga tanong End of the world na ba? Siguro hindi nila napapanood yung iba nating mga post Yung iba nating mga broadcast Kaya bigyan pa natin ito this time with a little bit more feelings Yan kasing end times Napakaraming uh, mga turo tungkol dyan Pero yung pinanggagalingan lang halos ng lahat ng yan Iisa o dalawang source Kaya pare-pareho lang at uh, naging uh, nakagiliwanan ng inyong lingkod na mag-research. Alam nyo naman na yan ang ating academic uh, background and training, talagang research. At kahit sa pagsasaliksik natin ng uh, mga kahulugan ng sinasabi sa Biblia, hindi tayo mahilig magbasa ng mga komentaris kasi sulat lang yan ang mga kapwa-tao natin. Ibinis lang naman nila yan siguro sa mga tertiary materials. Mabuti kung nakakapagbasa sila ng mga secondary materials, lalo yung primary materials, yung mga raw materials. And that is where we like to base researches. Pagka humahanap tayo ng kahulugan ng Biblia, hindi lang tayo naghahanap ng ano bang sabi ni ganong author, ano bang sabi ganong religion, anong sabi ni ganong sekta, kundi ano ang sabi ng text. At ang inyong lingkod, yung nag-aaral ng Biblia, sa text talaga nakabase. Hindi sa mga commentaries o sinasabi ng iba o mga statement of faith ng mga sekta-sekta. Go to the text. And of course, because we are not an expert in Hebrew or Greek or Aramaic, we have consultants. We have consultants that are very, very trained, very educated in the languages of the Bible. So, pagka meron tayong gustong idig, hukayin, we ask, ito bang Greek? Ano ba sa Greek ito? Paano ito sinabi? Pwede mo ba itong basahin like this, like that, like this? Kasi pati sa mga translations ng maraming Bibles, Choice na ng translators ang pipiliin nila na sasabihin sa'yo na kahulugan ng text unless they are good scholars and they will make footnotes at ilalagay nila sa baba o sa gilid ng page. Ito ang pwede pang ibang reading ng word na yan o ng phrase na yan. And that is what we like to do to always go back to the text. At pag New Testament, to go back to the Greek, you have to uh, consult books on Greek, you have to consult experts practitioners in translations para makuha mo yung talagang pwedeng maging depth and width and height and uh, nuance na mga meaning ng mga words. Lagi ko ina-advocate sa ating mga teachers, sa ating mga preachers, sa ating mga pastors, na always incorporate a very wide approach in the study of scripture. Dapat hindi ka lang nag-aaral ng text at hindi ka aasa sa mga librong ginawa ng iba kasi 
may mga sectarian slant yan, may mga congregational agenda yung mga libro. So, hindi ka laging pwedeng umasa. So, dapat aasa ka sa expert scholarship na sa pagbabasa ng Bible because biblical events are supposed to have happened in a historical context. Dapat alam mong history. History ng Israel, history ng Rome, ng Babylon, history ng mga bansang nakipag-interact with Israel, with uh, like Egypt, at ang uh, mga surrounding Roman Empire na naging setting ng New Testament stories. So you cannot understand the text without knowing the historical context. At syempre, because the Bible is uh, a written work, you have to employ skills in literature. How to read poetry, how to read between the lines, how to understand symbolisms in ancient languages. You need to understand this para lalong makalalim ang understanding mo of the text. So you also have to study culture. Because may cultural context ang scripture. Ano ba ang culture noong panahon ni Abraham? Iba yun. Panahon ni Moses? Iba. Panahon ng mga prophets? Panahon ni Jesus? Panahon ng New Testament? Iba ang mga cultures niyan. And you've got to decode meanings and um, values and symbols and hints, nuances, pag naiintindihan mo yung culture. So it is important to approach the text in many, many ways. At pagkatapos syempre, you've got to have the academic uh, discipline para ka mag-synthesis. You've got to have the academic discipline to ask the right questions so you can arrive at the right answers. And then of course, makakakreate ka ng thesis question. Ano ba yung gusto mong solve na problem? At dapat mag-employ ka ng sound academic research methods para ka maka-arrive at some conclusions or suggestions. All of these have to come into play, lalo sa pag-aaral mo ng complex matter like end times. At ang ating pag-aaral na yun, pinamagatan nating end of ano nga? Ano nga ba ang mag-e-end? Naituro na natin ito marami-raming beses. At ang ating thesis, mabuti pa sabihin na sa start, is that end times already happened. Tapos na. Noong pang panahon ni Jesus, yung end times na tinutukoy niya, tapos na. At itong ganitong mga pagbasa at pag-unawa sa end times, matagal na matagal na natin pinag-aaralan. At uh, isa sa mga nauna nating mga pulpit messages na sinasabi ng end times ay tapos na way back 2004 pa or 2014. At uh, marami na tayong mga pag-aaral dyan pero nawa ay hindi pa kayo nagsasawa kasi maraming yung pa rin at yun ang tanong. So balikan natin yung halagang dalawang books, Matthew and Mark, tungkol sa end times na binanggit mismo ng Panginoong Jesus. Mark 13, 1-4 As Jesus was leaving the temple, one of his disciples said to him, Look, teacher, what massive stones! What magnificent buildings! So ang pinag-uusapan, huwag tayong malito ha, from the beginning was the temple complex. Yung building, yung stones, yung pagkakagawa ng temple, yan ang topic ng end times ha. Do you see all these great buildings? Jesus replied, Not one here will be left on another. Everyone will be thrown down. The temple complex ang binabanggit pa rin ni Jesus. And in fact, sa talinghaga, 
Sinabi niya, destroy this temple and I will build it again in three days. Because when the temple, the stone temple is destroyed, another temple will be built. A new Jerusalem will rise and new heaven and new earth will begin to be available to believers. But of course, that's another story. Pero related yung topic na yan. So sabi ni Jesus, nakikita niyo ba yung mga building na yan? Walang matitira. Ni isang bato dyan na magkatatong. Kasi ang lahat ay iguguho. And once more, the topic is the temple. As Jesus was sitting on the Mount of Olives opposite the temple, Peter, James, John, and Andrew asked him privately, Tell us, when will these things happen? And ano yon? When will the throwing down of the stones, when will the destruction of the temple happen? Paulit-ulit ako ha, kasi yung iba, naging end of the world na yan eh, end of the temple ang pinag-uusapan dito ha. And what will be the sign that they are all about to be fulfilled? So the disciples were asking for signs of the time of destruction. At sa Matthew 24, 1-2, ito rin ang topic ng report ni Matthew. Jesus left the temple and was walking away when his disciples came up to him to call his attention to its buildings. Do you see all these things? He asked. Truly I tell you, not one stone here will be left on another. Everyone will be thrown down. So to recap, the topic is the end of the temple as building, a center for sacrifice for animal sacrifices, a center for Jewish priesthood, the end of the temple as God's supposed habitation on earth, yun ang press release ng mga priests, the end of the temple as supposed meeting point between God and humans or as heaven and earth combined in one building kasi yun ang image ng temple sa mga ancient Israelites. Matthew 24.3 as Jesus was sitting on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately. Tell us, they said, when will this happen? And what will be the sign of your coming and the end of the age? Not the end of the world, ha? The end of the age. But early on, linawin natin, may mga Bible kasi ang translation dito sa verses na ito, end of the world. At yun ang nagpasimula nitong end of the world, scare, end of the world, Hollywood uh, industry. Pero yung Greek, End of the age. At yung mga Bible versions na nag-translate nito ng end of the world, nag-update na sila ngayon. End of the age na rin ang translation nila, which is more faithful to the Greek original. So, note that the Greek says the end of the age. The period, the time frame, o sa Tagalog yung panahon ng ang pagtatapos ng panahon ng Hapon, ng panahon ng Bonneville, ng panahon ng Amerikano, ng panahon ng Bell Bottom, yun yun, panahon. Uso, a certain time frame with a certain specific culture, a certain specific ambiance, a certain specific mood, teaching, philosophy, or politics. At iyon ang matatapos. Pag natapos yung age ng temple. Because the temple resembled and symbolized all those. A value system, a belief system, a political, cultural system. Mag-e-end yun at ang symbol, guguho ang building. The disciples understood that the destruction of the temple, 
the coming of Jesus and its sign, the end of the age and its sign would all happen concurrently, meaning at the same time or period, that they are all interrelated, that they are all framed as one and the same event. Pag binalikan natin yung verse, when will this happen? What will be the sign of your coming and the end of the age? So the happening of the temple collapsing, the sign of the coming of Jesus, and the end of the age are all one and the same thing. And Jesus answers and proceeds to mention the signs. So Matthew 24, 5, Sabi niya, For many will come in my name, claiming I am the Messiah. And then he goes on, Wars, famines and earthquakes, persecution, all this will happen. Matthew 24, 13 to 14, But the one who stands firm to the end, not the end of the world, the end of this period, will be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations. Iakala ng iba yung will be preached throughout the whole world, ito the whole planet. Hindi naman kasi world or planet ang pinag-uusapan dito. Culture to the whole of humanity. And this happened at the day of Pentecost when the first clear sermon on Jesus and His love and His salvation was preached to all the God-fearing Jews gathered from all over the known world, the Mediterranean world, the Roman world, they were all in Jerusalem for the Feast of Pentecost. So when the gospel was preached to them, it happened already at the time, the gospel was preached throughout the whole world. Symbolic language, yun, hindi physical na every sulok, every bato and bundok of the planet. Although that is nice to do. Matthew 24, 14-16 and then the end of the temple, ha? let me be emphatic, the end of the temple will come. Then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Therefore, the message of Jesus, the warning is for the Jews. Hindi sa ibang tao, sa ibang panahon. Yung mga Jews na abutan ng lahat ng sign na ito, ng pagguho ng temple, ng end of the age, sabi niya, huwag na kayong pupunta sa mga bundok para tumakas. Clearly, ang message ng end time, tungkol ito sa Jews, sa Judea, sa panahon na yon, hindi sa atin ngayon. Kasi hindi naman tayo yung Jews na kailangan mag-flee from Judea. Matthew 24, 29 Immediately after the darkness of those days, the sun will be darkened, and the moon will not give its light, and the stars will fall from the sky, and the heavenly bodies will be shaken. Again, dahil nililiteral ng marami itong mga sinasabi dito at ina-apply sa lahat ng panahon, hindi sila mindful na ito'y nangyari noong panahon ni Jesus dahil ina-apply nila, tuwing nilang may eclipse, tuwing may mga planet na gumagalaw dyan sa kalangitan, tuwing may mga kometa, tuwing merong mga heavenly bodies, tuwing ang buwan ay pupula, ayan, end of the world na naman, scare na naman ng lahat ng mga tao. Pero sinabi ni Jesus, magkakaroon ng mga signs in the sky doon sa panahon na yon na sabay-sabay mangyayari. Interestingly, Joel 2, 28-32 talks about this in prophecy. Kasi yung Joel sinunat long before Jesus talked about these things. So yung sinasabi ni Jesus, sinabi rin ni Joel long ago. And in that case, that was prophetic kasi it was still to happen. And afterward, I will pour out my Spirit on all people. And I will show wonders in the heavens and on the earth, 
blood and fire and billows of smoke. The sun will return to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. Tapos ngayon, tuwing magkakaroon ng blood moon, ayan na, end of the world na, end of the world na. Eh, tapos na nga ito. Nung si Joel nagsulat, future na pa. At nung nagsalita si Jesus, future pa rin. Very, very soon, mangyayari na. Pero both future pa. But, at Pentecost, sinabi ni Peter, ito na yung sinasabi ni Joel. Ito na yung sinasabi ni Jesus na sign. Peter says in Acts 2, 15-18, These people are not drunk as you suppose. Kasi napagkamalang lasing yung mga disciples who were speaking in the tongues, the languages of the people from many countries. It's only nine in the morning. No, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. So very clearly, ha, ito ha, verse 16, Acts 2. Sinabi ni Pedro, itong nangyayari ngayon sa Pentecost, ito yung prophecy ni Joel. Tapos hanggang ngayon, pinipilit natin i-apply yung mga prophecy ni Joel sa oras natin at sa future pa. Nangyari na nung Pentecost. Sabi ni Pedro, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel in the last days. So yung last days na tinutukoy ng prophecy, yung days ng end of the temple in Jerusalem. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they will prophesy. So meron talaga nitong end of time, end of the age. End of the age of male domination of religion. Kasi pati women will already prophesy. Tapos hanggang ngayon, ang mga women enslaved by many churches, eh sinabi na nga ni, ni Peter, eto na yung sinabi ni Joel, ito na end times. End times ng male domination, end times ng stratification ng society, kasi lahat kakausapin na ng Diyos at magsasalita na ang Diyos through everybody, men, women, young, old, slave or free, rich or poor. Kaya nga yung kurtina sa templo, napilas mula taas hanggang baba nung namatay si Jesus. Kasi yung kurtina ngayon ang nagbibigay sa high priest ng exclusive access to God or so they say. Pero napilas na yon, wala nang division between the most holy place and the people. Everybody can now approach God. Yes, that was the end of the world. The end of the temple world. The end of the world of exclusive priesthood. The end of the world of the domination by men. The end of the world full of animal sacrifices and commerce in the temple. Kaya ang ginawa ni Jesus, pagpunta niya sa temple nung Palm Sunday na tinatawag natin ngayon, Pinagtataog niya yung mga tindahan doon. Pinagahampas niya yung mga nagtitinda. Tinaboy niya, pati yung mga hayop na nandun. That was the end of the world. The world of the temple, a center for sacrifice. The end of the franchise of the temple priests to stand between God and men. Yung mag intercede between God and men. Wala nang intercessor-intercessor. Kasi pinilas na ang templo. Everybody can approach God. Everybody can pray. Everybody now will be given by God this revelation. And everybody can prophesy. Tapos hanggang ngayon, may mga exclusive groups pa and clubs. Sila lang dapat ang mag stand in the gap. Bakit? Walang gap. Kasi nung pinilas na ang temple, si Jesus na ang nakastand sa gap na yan. And we are with Christ. Christ is in us. So walang gap between us and God. Tapos meron pang laging we stand in the gap, we stand in the gap to make themselves feel important para bigyan ng mga sarili nila ng ministry to stand between people and God. Pinilas na ang kurtina sa templo. Hello! 
ang tagal na nun nung sinira ang kurtina muna pagkatapos kasunod yung buong templo. Sinira rin yun nung AD 70 at hindi na yun binuo muli. Kasi ang templo na ng Diyos ay eh ang espiritong nakatira sa mga mana ng palataya. Ang puso ng mana ng palataya and yung fellowship, the church, the group of people who believe, yun ang templo ng Diyos. When two or three are gathered in the Lord's name, the Lord is there. Hindi mo na kailangan ng templo, hindi mo na kailangan ng franchise, hindi mo na kailangan to be authorized by anybody because when two or three are gathered in the Lord's name, He is there. The church was democratized, spirituality and religiosity were both democratized, pinilas ang templo, ang, ang kortina ng templo, giniba ang templo, hindi ba napakalinaw nun? Na gusto ng Diyos directly ang relationship between people and God. Pentecost is the fulfillment of Joel's prophecy, of Jesus' words. Pentecost is the fulfillment of sign of the end of the age. The end of the age of the temple, of sacrifices, of priesthood. The end of the law. Nung pinilas yung kortina, nung nagkaroon ng Pentecost, and then later on, in their own generation, Tulad ng sinabi ni Jesus, the temple was destroyed, that was the end of the law. Pentecost is the sign of the beginning of the new age of love and grace, of the spirit, of salvation and freedom. That age ended, the end of the age of the law, because the age of the spirit and love and grace began. The temple had to die for this kingdom of God to come. The temple had to die for this new life in Jesus to live. The new temple, the new Jerusalem comes. Nangyari na yon sa Pentecost. Nangyari na yon nung nagiba ang temple, pinalita na tayo na ang temple of God. So may bago ng temple, may bago ng Jerusalem. The believers are now the temple of the Holy Spirit. The Church of Jesus is now the spiritual New Jerusalem. Huwag na kayo maghanap ng mga bato-bato, bundok-bundok. Kasi inilipan na talaga yun na spiritual way ang temple to the heart of believers. At yung heaven and earth, yung sinasabi ni Jesus, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. Kasi ang tingin ng mga Israelites, doon sa temple na yun, heaven and earth yun, nandun ang God, nandun ang heaven, tapos doon nagpupunta yung high priest representing people, yun din ang earth. But sabi ni Jesus, heaven and earth will pass away. In a manner of speaking, he was saying, the temple will pass away, but my words will never pass away. Because these words, the Spirit, will now live in the hearts of believers. There is now a new heaven and a new earth. Kaya ang prayer na itinuro ni Jesus, thy kingdom come. Alam nga naman ang tagal-tagal-tagal na hindi pa dumadating yung kingdom na yun na matay na si Jesus, nabuhay na siyang muli, pumunta na siya sa langit, bumaba ng Holy Spirit. Hindi pa dumadating yung kingdom? No, it came when Jerusalem and the Jerusalem Temple ended. It came at Pentecost when the Holy Spirit came from heaven as tongues of fire accompanied by loud sound. It came when believers became the temple of God. Matthew 24.30 Then will appear the sign of man in heaven. So ito na naman yung laging inaantay, the arrival of the Son of Man in heaven. So Mark 13.26 At that time, meaning the period of the end of the temple, 
people will see the Son of Man coming in clouds with great power and glory. Sa panahong yun mangyayari yun. Kasi at that time, the people will see the Son of Man coming in the clouds with great power and glory. Matthew 24.30 And then all the peoples of the earth will mourn. May magmamorn pa daw When they see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. Now, ang tanong, how and when did anything like this happen in that period? Or did it happen na hindi lang natin nakita kasi fixated tayo na makita yung isinadjust ng mga ibang teachers dyan na dapat nating makita. But what coming happened in that period, what happened was the coming through the resurrection. Ayan nyo pa bang coming ni Jesus, yung resurrection? Coming from the dead because He visited the world of the dead and brought many captives out? Jesus came! Ang una niyang pagdating nung simula pa lang because in the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God and the Word was God and the Word became flesh. So dumating na. Pagkatapos, nung Pasko, dumating na siya. Jesus came as flesh when He was born. Pagkatapos, Namatay na siya, bumalik siya. He came as the resurrected Christ. Pagkatapos ipinadala niya ang Holy Spirit na pangako niya, the Holy Spirit came in the name of Christ. Ano pa bang coming talaga ang gusto nating mangyari? Tapos when you accept Jesus into your heart, He comes into your heart. That is the most important arrival and coming of Jesus. When Jesus comes into your heart. So nasa puso mo na siya, temple ka na ng Holy Spirit, ano pa ba talaga ang gusto mong hantayin pagbabalik? Super great coming na yon yung resurrection. And that was also accompanied by signs from the sky, ha? Matthew 28, 2-4. There was a violent earthquake. For an angel of the Lord, di ba yung earthquake sign din yan, no end? For an angel of the Lord came down from heaven, o ito nun, mga anghel, bumababa mula sa langit, yung gusto nating makita sa coming ni Jesus, and going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning and his clothes were white as snow. Hindi ba yun na inaantay natin na may mga lightning, lightning, mga light, may mga trompeta, may mga sound? And the guards were so afraid of him that they shook and became like dead men. Hindi pa ba yung this earth and the people of the earth will mourn? Dahil nakita nila yung nangyayari at dumarating? Well, this is poetry. You may not want to take it, but you may also want to take it reading the Bible as literature, as poetry, as symbolism. Kaya sabi ko, kailangan mo ng history, ng culture, ng arts, ng literature, ng archaeology, ng languages, para ma-decode ang mga meaning kasi symbolic yung language. Now, what else happened and what else came, who else came during that period? The coming of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost happened in that period also. Do we ignore that? Jesus said, I'm not going to leave you, I'm going to send you a counselor. I will never leave you, but immediately I'm going to send a counselor to you. So, hindi pa ba natin gustong representative ni Jesus na dumating ng Holy Spirit? Acts 2, 1-13 When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now, why did they speak in tongues? Tongues that were spoken by many people from around the world. Hindi ito yung gibberish na walang sense, kundi languages understood by people from other countries. Kaya nagulat yung mga maraming Hudyo from all over the world, the known world, the Mediterranean Roman world, 
that were assembled in Jerusalem for the Pentecost. Kasi nadinig nila yung mga disciples speaking to them in their own native languages. And so why was the speaking in tongues done at Pentecost? Because at Pentecost, the gospel was preached throughout the whole world. To all the peoples of the known world, the world known to the Israelites. So natupad yung ends of the earth na yan. You will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and ends of the earth. Nangyari yun nung Pentecost. Because the ends of the earth were represented in the gathering. The Old Testament period of law was concluded and a new era began. Yan din ang nangyari nung period ng Pentecost. Some days before that and some years after that. Isang period time frame lang yun. It must be taken as one time, as one period, as one age. The end of the age. The day of Pentecost also witnessed signs which followed the coming of the Holy Spirit. As Jesus had predicted, those who believed spoke with new tongues. Kasi sabi ni Jesus, And these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name they will drive out demons, they will speak in new tongues. Mark 16, 17. So sinabi na rin ni Jesus yung mangyayari sa Pentecost as part and side of the end. At 2,000 years ago na yun, yung iba abang pa ng abang ng end of the world, e end of the age na yun. Now, the day of Pentecost also saw the first converts of the Christian church. When Simon Peter delivered the sermon proclaiming that Christ has risen, some 3,000 people became converted, Acts 2.41. So, na-preach na to the whole world yung gospel. Those who accepted this message were baptized, and about 3,000 were added to their number that day, sabi ng Book of Acts. Now, Matthew 24, 31, and he will send his angels with a loud trumpet call, and they will gather his elect from the four winds, from one end of the heavens to the other, the ends of the earth, the day of Pentecost, because all the elect, or the representative of the elect, were already gathered at that time. Hindi pa to futuristic event, past na to. So, Pentecost pa rin ang sagot. Colossians 1.23 This is the gospel that you heard, and that has been proclaimed to every creature under heaven, of which I, Paul, have become a servant. So you see si Paul, yung pag-proclaim to every creature under heaven ng gospel, sa kanya past tense na, he was referring to what happened at Pentecost and the days after that until him. So niya, this is the gospel that you heard and has been proclaimed to every creature under heaven. Past tense. He was referring to the Pentecost and to end times as past tense. In other words, tapos na. Now, sa pagpapatuloy ng Matthew 24, 33 to 34, Even so, when you see all these things, you know that it is near, right at the door. What? The end. Truly, I tell you, this generation will certainly not pass away until all these things have happened. How can you be clearer? Sabi ni Jesus, kayong henerasyon na nabubuhay, naririnig niyo ako, meron sa inyong mga buhay pa mangyayari na lahat ang end times na to. Hindi kayo lahat mauubos bago to matupad. So it happened in their generation. And really, their temple was destroyed in AD 70 by Rome. There was the big Jewish revolt and Rome answered with an iron fist, burned, destroyed Jerusalem as you can see in artistic depictions of that, what happened. But very interestingly, ha? Sabi sa Luke 21, 20, 
when you see Jerusalem being surrounded by armies, you will know that its desolation is near. And that talks about the Roman destruction of Jerusalem in AD 70. Luke 21.20 said that, Alam nyo matatapos na ang end, or dadating na ang end, matatapos na ang end of the age, matatapos na ang lahat. Pag nakita nyo na si pinaligiran ng mga kawal ang Jerusalem. And that happened in AD 70 in their generation, not in ours, not in some future time. Tapos na. The Roman army destroyed Jerusalem and the temple in AD 70. And they took the treasures of the temple, one of the most outstanding things that they took was the menorah, a great symbol in Judaism. And the taking of this menorah is memorialized in the Ark of Titus, which is standing near the Colosseum in Rome. Makikita natin sa picture, the people of Rome carrying the menorah into Rome, and this is carved on one of the walls of this great Ark of Titus. Tapos na yung destruction of Jerusalem, tapos na yung end of the age, which many people thought was the end of the world, which if you like to use the word world, the end of the temple world. Matthew 24, 37 to 38. As it was in the days of Noah, so it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. People were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage. So ngayon, yung may party, yung may laking event, yung may concert, sinasabi ng mga tao, ayan, end of the world na. But that partying and that eating and drinking happened at Pentecost kasi piyesta nun. At nung nga nangyari talaga yung end ng temple in that period. Matthew 24, 40 to 41. Two men will be in the field, one will be taken and the other left. Two women will be grinding with a hand mill, one will be taken and the other left. So, these two would happen in the same period. So, by now, tapos na rin ito. Yung iba abang panang-abang na mag-disappear yung nanay niya, mag-disappear yung tatay niya, natatakot sumakay ng bus, baka mag-disappear yung driver. Nangyari na nga ito, kasama ito ng lahat na magaganap na sinabi ni Jesus, matatapos sa kanilang generation. Dahil sabi niya sa Matthew 23:36 another reference ha, of the same thing or to the same thing. Truly I tell you, all this will come on this generation. Whose generation? The generation he was talking to. And that's 2,000 years ago. Tapos ngayon, every generation is waiting for this event to happen in their lives and scaring themselves and scaring everyone. First John 2:18 Dear children, this is the last hour as you have heard that the Antichrist is coming. Even now, many Antichrists have come. This is how we know it is the last hour of the temple. So yung mga Antichrist na yan, nangyari na nun. Tapos na ang end times. Tapos na ang panahon ng Antichrist. Because when you read, especially Revelation, coded language yan kasi dangerous times. Ang kanilang persecutor, Rome. The writer of Revelation was imprisoned in a Roman garrison in Patmos. So yung enemy, Rome. So pag nagre-refer sila doon sa Roman emperor, sa Roman governor, sa Roman system, they call it the Antichrist. They call it Satan. But this is Rome. This is the emperor. Encoded language. So tapos sa dapat lahat. Kasi bakit naman susulat yung writer ng Revelation sa kanyang mga kabatid? para i-warn sila about something na hindi naman pala mangyayari sa buhay nila, sa panahon nila, kundi hanggang ngayon nga, sa tingin na iba, hindi pa nangyayari. Why warn them about something that would not happen in their time? It happened in their time. And Jesus said, all of this will happen in your generation. 
But very interestingly, why was the end time resurrected? It was resurrected in the 16th century, nung nagkakaroon na ng mga maraming religious wars between and among Christians, especially between Catholics and Protestants. And time was resurrected in the 16th century to demonize religious enemies, to label religious opponents as the Antichrist. Kasi kung tapos na yung panahon ng Antichrist, edi nasa history na yun, nakakwadro na, frozen na. Paano magagamit yung title na Antichrist sa mga kalaban mo? Kailangan ngayon, buhayin mo uli yung revelation at sabihin mo, hindi pa yun natutupad. At actually, in the 16th century, they assigned the happening of the revelation to two separate periods. To the Roman period and then to a far future undefined time. Pagkatapos, ang mga enemies nila, tinawag nila, yan ang Antichrist, yan ang Antichrist. So the end time was resurrected also to protect and defend the same object by assigning the end time and the time of the Antichrist to faraway time periods or to the past and the far future. What are we saying here? May mga naglaro. Pinaglaroan nila yung end times, pinaglaroan nila yung revelation, at nagturo silang hindi pa yung nangyayari. Mangyayari pa lang yan. At in fact, yung meron silang mga kalaban na gusto nilang tawagin Antichrist, sinasabla, eto na nangyayari na yung sabi sa revelation. Eto na nangyayari na yung mga sign. Natatakot ang mga tao, nakokontrol tuloy nila. So, ang dami-dami na naging Antichrist mula nun. Kasi ngayon, ang mga naniniwala dito na hindi pa nangyayari yung sinabi ni Jesus na nangyayari na, lagi nakakakita sila ng mga demonyo sa tasa, demonyo sa dahon, demonyo kung saan-saan. At lahat ng kalaban nila, pag may ibang doktrina, yun ang Antichrist. Ang dali-daling i-assign. Pagka pinawalan mo yung end time sa kanyang history at ginawa mo siyang futuristic. That is actually one of the possible law option sa pagtingin natin sa pagkitheologize ng marami sa end times. End time is rescheduled to control it, to weaponize it, to demonize and label as Antichrist religious competitors. Kaya ngayon lahat lang napagbitang na na Antichrist. Lahat ng mga presidente, lahat ng mga ambassador, lahat ng mga corporate giants, puro Antichrist na lahat. O yung mga maliliit na pastor sa mga silok-sulok at silong-silong na kalaban ng kapwa-pastor, ang Antichrist din yung kalaban niya. Kasi pagka pinawalan mo sa past, sa history, yung end times, pwede mo siyang i-assign kahit saan panahon. Pwede mong i-assign yung mga karakter doon kahit kaninong kalaban mo. And that's exactly what's happening. That's why it is so confusing and so scary. But Jesus said, all this will happen in your time, in your generation. Sino naman ang gusto makipagbabag kay Jesus tungkol doon? Para ipilit nyo na hindi pa talaga nangyayari. In fact, ngayon pa lang nangyayari yun. At yung Antichrist ay yung biyanan nyo. You can assign that to anybody. Luke 21:32. Truly I tell you, this generation will certainly not pass away until all these things have happened. Heaven and earth will pass away or the temple will pass away kasi yun ang symbol ng heaven and earth together in one place. But my words will never pass away. The temple will pass away. The temple passed away. All of this, tapos na. 1 Corinthians 7.31 For this world, in its present form, is passing away. Hindi physical form, ha? Cultural form, religious form, spiritual form, political form, matatapos yun. And there will be a new world order. A new Jerusalem, a new temple, a new heaven, a new earth. At yun ay ang pagbabanang Holy Spirit sa mga tao na naging temple of the living God. 
these are optional studies kung ayaw yung paniwalaan di huwag. Kung ayaw yung sundan yung ganong line of thinking and logic, edi huwag. Sige, mabuhay kayo sa takot, i-assign nyo yung antichrist sa puno, sa halaman, sa damo, sa bulaki. Kahit kanino na lang nakalaban ninyo. Ito meron na lang may bagyo, may lindol, may pumuputok na vulkan, repentance na naman sa kasalanan ng lahat dahil pinaparusahan na naman tayo ng Diyos, galit na naman ng Diyos. No, God sent Jesus not to condemn the world, but to save the world. At sabi ni Jesus, my peace I give to you. I give you peace. Paano kang magbibigyan ng peace? E parang hindi naman totoo si Jesus niyan pag sinabi niya, my peace I give to you. Tapos may nakabanta pala na end of the world na ganyan, na nakakatakot ng mga parusa, na sobrang pahirap. E bakit niya tayo sinasabi ang pagkaroon ng peace? Imposible. No, Jesus said, my peace I give to you. Kasi tapos na yung end times na yun. There's a new world order, the world of the spirit, the world of love. Yun dapat ang pairali natin. Huwag tayong magpasakmal, magpagapi sa takot. But again, this is a choice. It's your choice. Napaliwalaan ang sinabi ni Jesus na naganap na ang lahat, tapos na. At matahimik ka, matanggal niya mga takot mo na ito yung may hangin, yung may tidal wave, yung merong lindol, end of the world na naman, galit na naman ang Diyos. Paano ko matatahimik nun? Basahin ang text. Because the text speaks. Don't let the interpretations of a few people scare you to death. Let the Bible speak. Let the text speak. And the text says, the end of time had already happened in the lifetime of the original hearers. Mumaharap tayo sa maraming mga pagsubok, nagkakaroon tayo ng mga suliranin, nagkakaroon tayo ng mga crisis, pero hindi ibig sabihin end of the world. Because, ang sabi ni Jesus, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So hindi wawasakin ang mundong ito, kundi papanahanan ng Espiritu ng Diyos, and God will be with His people forever, through Jesus, through the Holy Spirit. Pag-isip-isipan, patahimikin ang puso, God bless us all. A podcast by Ed Lopes. Become a supporter. Support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes. Click the support button or click the link below. Thank you so much for your prayers and support in this ministry. Our desire to share hope in new ways to millions of people in many places have become possible because of your unconditional love of giving and partnering with us to this ministry. Do not forget to leave a comment voice message by clicking the message button. Your message could end up in future episodes. Visit Ed Lopis official website edlopis.com.ph